change, but God doesn't. Seasons change, but God doesn't. We've been blessed uh, all this month with the various topics that we've gone through uh, in this series, um, Pastor Dan opened up and talked about uh, walls will fall down. We talked about God, our, our great deliverer, and the great things uh, that he does and can do in our lives. Uh, Brother Manny followed it up with uh, timing, God's timing. God's, how many know God's timing is perfect? Can you say amen? God's perfect timing, praise God. So we learned about that. And then, praise God, uh, Pastor Bob followed it up uh, with our perspective, remembering all that God has done. You know, God's brought us through so much, and he's not done. Amen. Isn't that good news? He's not done with us. He's, he's brought us so far, and he's still doing the powerful work in our lives. So uh, having the right perspective is important uh, in everything. And uh, tonight, we're going to be blessed to look at God's provision, God's provision. And I want to uh, read our sermon uh, series scripture with you, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. This has been the common thread throughout the whole month. Hebrews 13, 8, the Bible says... Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. The same God that, that we read about in the Word of God, all the miracles that he did, everything he performed, he's the same as he was back then. He's as powerful. He's still uh, concerned with everything we're going through. So God is, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And tonight we're going to look at God's provision and what's the definition of provision? The definition is this. The action of providing or supplying something for use. I'll read it one more time. The action of providing or supplying something for use. Now, how many of us have needs in this place? We have needs. They may be physical needs. They may be uh, material needs. You may have a certain situation that, that you're going through right now. And, and perhaps that's what drew you to church tonight because there's a need in your life. And I'll tell you what, the good news tonight is if you have a need, this is the service for you tonight. Man, God's going to do some great things. We're going to believe God to do some miracles tonight. I know we all have needs. And God is in the business of meeting needs He's Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He wants to supply for whatever you're going through, whatever the need is. Maybe you're worried in this place because of an upcoming situation. Perhaps it's causing you some sleepless nights. The good news is, is that God has it all under control, uh, under control. We just have to have faith to see him work in our lives. We have to have faith, continue to wor uh, worship him and understand that he is a God of provision. Now I'm going to read... Uh, one scripture here and then we're going to, we have a video that we're going to show here uh, in just a minute and it kind of, it helps us visualize our, our sermon text tonight. So uh, uh, First Kings chapter 17, if you have your Bibles, let's turn there. First Kings chapter 17. We're going to read this one, uh, these two verses and then we're going to get into the video because this gives just an intro of what we're going to be watching here in just a moment. First Kings chapter 17. Uh, starting in verse 8, and tonight, again, we're talking about God's provision. So the Bible says this, 1 Kings 17, 8. Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go and live in the village of Zarephath, near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. So tonight we have a video we're going to show in just a moment. Um, the first, the first uh, dialogue you're going to hear is in Hebrew, so um, um, don't be scared. It's, it, afterwards they, they talk in English, but, but with the visuals you'll get the idea and understand. So uh, guys, let's go ahead and, uh, and start that off. 
אדוני הטוב, האם תעשה חליפין עמדי תמורת הצפחת? את אין כסף? בבקשה, אדוני. לבני ולי אין דבר לאכול. אני מצטער, לא כסף, לא אוכל. בבקשה, אדוני. אנא. לא. אנא, ברחם. להי לדרך. Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel, that I may drink. Bring me, I pray thee, 
a morsel of bread in thine hand. As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but an handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering sticks that I may dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. Fear not. Go and do as thou hast said. But make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me. And after, make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth.
Lord. The Bible says in First uh, Kings 17, the latter part of her portion, it says, So she did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. Praise God. Now we get a picture and we see what took place and transpired in this, uh, in this video. And there was this woman, she was, the, she was a widow, and it was just her and her son, and she was in dire need. And, and she was literally at the end of her rope. How many have ever felt that you're at the end of your rope, that you have no more uh, options, that you have mo no more choices, that your back is uh, against the wall? And, and this is what this widow felt. No more choices, no more options. She was going to go home and eat and die, her and her son. She was in a dire situation. So tonight as we look at God's word and we spend a little time looking at his provision we're going to get some truths out of the Word of God that are, are, are a reminder for you and I to understand that God has everything under control and He understands the needs that you have in this place. Whatever it may be, it may be something internal, it may be something mental, something spiritual, it may be something physical, it may be something fi financial, but no matter what, God desires to meet our needs. Can you say amen tonight? Thank you, Jesus. God is good in this place. Amen. Now, as we look at this scripture and this passage, we understand and we have to understand the truth that God's provision was manifested through faith. This widow had faith to obey. Now, as we look at our scripture here in 1 Kings chapter 17, you know, this woman, she was doing the best that she could to supply for her and for her child. But as we saw as, as the video opened up, she was going to, 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 to the store there to, to ask for some oil, but she was rejected by men and she, she, her, her needs were not met. She, she was constrained to the limitations in the physical realm. She had physical needs and by her own ability, she was not able to meet these needs. She was living in the physical realm, just as you and I do. You know, we get up and we go to work, we get up, and I know we have needs, and, and we do what God's called us to do. We get up each day, we try to, we work hard, and, and, and we do what God's called us to do, and there are needs that we have, but we have to step into the supernatural, into the spiritual, through faith to see that these needs are met. Now, in 1 Kings 17, 11, it says, as she was going to get it, he called to her, bring me a bite of bread too. So she, has a, she had a physical need. She was hungry, her and her, and her child. So she was going to, to get food. And Elijah said, bring me a bite of bread too, in verse 12. But she said, I swear by the Lord our God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. See, she was worried. It wasn't just like she was going to miss a meal. But death was near. It was that bad. There, the Bible says that there was famine in the land. So, so we can only imagine how dire the situation was, how, how much worry she had. I mean, she, it was, it was her, her young child. She probably just as a mother and as her instinct, she just wanted to provide for her children, for her child. She says, and I only have a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal, and then my son and I will die. How many of us have felt similar to that, being in a situation where there's, there's no more answers? The doctor gave perhaps you a bit of news and, 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 and you feel that, that your death sentence is written, that that's, that that's the end of it. 
But believer, brother and sister, how many know that when God gets involved that things can change? Can you say amen? When God gets involved that there's, there's nothing that's impossible. That's what the Bible says. With God, all things are possible. With man, it may be impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So what is your need tonight? What has you up at night? Worried, concerned, afraid, crying, fearful. What is it? As this widow was, it was just a physical need that needed to be met. God desires that it would be met. So she was there living in the, in the physical realm as you and I do. But now she was presented with an opportunity to step into the realm of faith. So God sent the, the, the prophet, the man of God, uh, Elijah, to come and to, to minister to her so that God can do a miracle in her life. And we see where it went, and it jumped from the physical into the supernatural. Now let's look at that in 1 Kings in our text, chapter 17, verse 13. The Bible says, but Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you've said, but make a little bread for me first. Now, if I were that widow, I would have put on the brakes right then and there. Like, don't you know that, that I am hungry, that my, my, my young child is hungry, and that we just have enough to, to eat and then die. But now you're asking me to, to go and do what I said, but to also make you a little bit of bread. Are you crazy? See, this is where things started and the natural realm started to get a little bit weird. And how many know sometimes it feels like that when we're stepping into faith, that sometimes God is challenging us and prompting us to do things that, that we could call counterintuitive, that in the natural just seem crazy. Perhaps you have a physical need in this place. Perhaps it relates to your finances. But perhaps the, the Holy Spirit is, is prompting you and urging you to give, to trust in him financially. But our, our flesh would say, God, don't you understand that I have these physical needs? And in the natural realm, if I want to meet my need, then I have to save, 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 and I have to hold on to everything I have. That's naturally speaking. But when faith gets involved, God prompts us and leads us into a place of the unknown to do things that sometimes in the physical realm don't make any sense. Do what you've said, but make me a little bread first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. Now here again, we're, we're getting into the, to the spiritual, to the supernatural, into faith. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. There, is, there will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. Thank you, Jesus. Now what's powerful about, about this is it, it resembles the word of God. We go through different situations, circumstances, trials of life, each and every day. Now the question is, who are we listening to? When we have needs, it seems like there's impossible situations in our lives. Who are we listening to? Because here in this passage, in verse 14, it says, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. The word of God was coming to this widow and was speaking into her life. She could have said, time out, let's put that on pause. I'm going to go ahead and call my aunt or I'm going to call my uncle. I'm going to call my my, my best friend or my cousin. I'm going to call them and see what they think about the situation. Isn't that what we do sometimes? Sometimes we're quicker quicker to pick up the phone or text someone than run to Jesus right when we have a need. But church, who can meet our needs better than Jesus? No one. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. So who do we run to? Who are we listening to? Perhaps in this place you're struggling with with your faith, with worry. 
Who are we listening to? Is it Dr. Phil? Is it Oprah? Is it your cousin? Is it your friend? Is it your neighbor? Is it this person or that person? I thank God for the people that God puts around us. Praise God for that. But who are we running to first? Because this woman here, this widow says, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. That's what I want to speak into my life, into my spirit. When I'm at the end of my rope, when I feel that there's no other options, I want to hear those words. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, because I know that I can believe it. Thank you, Jesus. We have to believe in God's word. So the question is, who are we listening to? This widow had a material need, and the word of the Lord came to her in her situation. She was hungry, and she needed food. And the word of God for her was this, there will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers. You know what I love about that is that the promises of God, it, it, it skips over all the situations. Right, if we notice in this situation, in this scripture here, the Bible doesn't say that Elisha said, okay, this is how it's going to happen. God's going to do this, and then he's going to do this, and then he's going to do this, and then he's going to do this. No, he skips right over to the promises, and that's what you and I have, church. We have the promises of God. See, the, the, the Bible says that the word for her was there will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers. And she had a choice. Was she going to believe that, or was she going to reject it? See, sometimes we want to we wanna play God. We want to think about how, how it's going to transpire. What situation is going to make it happen? How is that going to happen? How is it going to work out? But church, that's God's business. It's God's business to determine what situation he's going to create to meet your need, whatever it may be. But our promise is that there will always be flour and olive oil left in the containers. That, that was the promise here for this widow. So I can say, church, when it comes to faith, Let's not get caught up in the details. Let's believe God and understand that God is working something powerful in, your, in our lives. Perhaps you're in this place and you've been praying for your unsaved husband or your unsaved wife or you've been praying for your unsaved children who at one time knew the Lord and they've gone on their way and they're out there living a crazy life. You've been praying that God would bring them back. Well, the word of God is, is if you train your child up in the way they should go, after a time they will come back. And can you say amen? That is a promise. Now, how is it going to transpire? What's God going to do? I don't know. But I know what the promise is. And that's the promise. You have a physical need in this place. We understand that the Bible says that he's Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. That's Genesis 22, 14. God will meet you in, in your situation. Hebrews 4.15, this high priest of, our, uh, of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testings we do, and yet he did not sin. God understands what you're going through. God understands your need. God understands how you feel in this place and what you're going through. He understands. He's not a stranger to any of it. We look in God's word for our promises. Are you sick in this place? Psalms chapter 103, verse 3. He forgives all of my sins and heals all of my diseases. Who receives that in this place? Thank you, Jesus. That's good news. Isaiah 53, 5. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so that so we could be whole. He was whipped so that we can be healed. He was whipped so that he could be healed. Another version says, by his stripes we are healed. That's your promise tonight. If you have a need, for physical healing that's your promise tonight lay hold of that claim that scripture for your life Isaiah 53 5 by his stripes we are healed thank you Jesus 
Are you scared, perhaps? 1 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Are you discouraged? Isaiah 41.10, don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up in my victorious right hand. There is a scripture and a promise for you and I, believer. We just have to look and we have to find it. We have to hold on to it and we have to believe it just as this widow did. We have to believe it. See, she had a choice. She had a choice. It was a moment of truth. She could have rejected what the prophet told her, but she received it in faith. And that made all the difference. So church, step out of the physical and believe God in faith. Believe his word. And his word will become real in our life and his promises will come to pass. Thank you, Jesus. We also understand that faith and obedience open the door for God's provision in the widow's life here. So she had a decision to make. In verse 15, so she did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. Now what's the important part I see in this passage? So she did as Elijah said. She did as Elijah said. Although she was struggling with doubt, perhaps she was worried, she didn't understand how it was going to transpire, she did as Elijah said. And church, let that be how we live. God's word comes forth, you have a need, and God instructs you. He gives you the word perhaps over the pulpit or perhaps in your quiet time or perhaps impresses on your heart his word. What made all the difference? She did as Elijah, as Elijah said. Many times we're put into a tough place when it comes to faith sometimes. See, because we want to understand physically how it's going to happen, how it's going to work out. But if God is saying go, then go. If God is saying give, then give. If God is saying trust in me, then trust in me. If God is saying make that phone call, then make that phone call. You don't know what's going to happen on the other end, but you know what happens when you're obedient. God gets involved. Can you say amen? That situation at work, that conversation that needs to take place, God is saying, go, step out and do it. I've been urging you, I've been convicting you about this situation. Step out and see what happens in obedience. God will move, church. God will move mightily, but he's just waiting on us to take that step. So she did as Elijah said. So what will you and I do, church, when we encounter a challenge to our faith? That doesn't make sense. Will we step out on faith or will we let fear have its way in our lives? See, she believed and obeyed. It's faith and obedience, church. She had the faith to believe the words of Elijah and she obeyed him. See, God wants to provide. He desires that. He desires to meet your need. But he wants you to trust in him. He wants me to trust in him. We have to obey his word always. We understand the scripture in Matthew 6, 26, where God says that he provides for the birds of the air. They don't toil, they don't work, but they get up and they, they go and God provides for them. So we understand that God's provision is manifested through our faith. Faith has to be involved. There's no other way. Obedience has to be involved, even when we don't understand it, church. And when God provides for us, it's for a purpose. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4, I know God's brought us a long way. 
He's met our needs. He's given us above and beyond. He's, he's, he's healed us. He's helped us. He's strengthened us. And what's the purpose for all that? 2 Corinthians 1.4. Look what the Bible says. He comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. He comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort others. Amen. There are people that you know that need encouragement. There are people that you know that are down and out. And I know there are many miracles in this place. I know God's done some wild things in your life. God's met some needs. God's healed you physically. God has provided for your material needs. God's done so much. So it's time for us now to go and encourage others. You're going to get that phone call. You're going to get that text from that person that's worrying. Tell them your story. Tell them what Jesus did for you, how God met your need. Perhaps you're struggling with something or a vice. Tell them how God delivered you. Thank you, Jesus. We have to tell them God comforts us and strengthens us so that we can comfort and strengthen others. He comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. Thank you, Jesus. Church, there's a hurting world around us. And as I mentioned on, on Sunday, I shared a story that, that we were out there, and I'll, I'll repeat it again in case you didn't hear it. We were out there in the backyard, me and my kids, and we were doing some yard work, and, and, and my neighbor walked up, and we just started talking, and, and, and he's, a, he's a good guy, and we, we just chat over the fence, you know, uh, and we were just talking about different things. And he's a believer, and he knows I'm a believer, and, and he asked me, he said, hey, he said, hey, Matt, he said, do you think it's really possible that as, as the Bible talks about God being able to forgive anybody, is that, is that true? Is that, is that, can, God, can God forgive anyone? For anything can God forgive and you know because of what God's done in my life and because of the faith that I have and, and how, how long-suffering and graceful God's been to my life without a doubt I was able to say yes yes my brother God is able to forgive you perhaps you're dealing with something and, and you're struggling with the past and you made a mistake in the past and, and sometimes we just we like to let just play this thing over like a record player in our in our minds and over and over and there's the enemy Man, the Bible calls him the, the accuser of the brethren. The truth is, when you ran to Jesus, when you ran to God and asked for forgiveness, that moment that you repented, you asked for forgiveness many years ago, at that moment, God for, forgave you for that. And you know, it, it gets even more beautiful. The Bible says that, that he takes our sins and he, he casts them into the deepest sea of forgetfulness. That's the God that we serve. So, so, so whether that mistake was many years ago or it was last month or, or it was 20 years ago, God forgave you and I back then. But you know who didn't forget about it? That foul spirit, our, our lying enemy, the, the, the devil. Our enemy, the Bible says he's the accuser of the brethren. So he'll try to continue to remind you of this thing and remind you of it again and again and cause you and I to feel like failures. But God's forgiven you of that. See, we have to believe God at his word. We have to just proclaim in our spirit, God, I know that you've forgiven me, Lord. Your, your word tells me that, that you've taken my sin, Lord God, and you've cast it off as, as far as the east is from the west. Thank you, Jesus. He says, let us reason together. Though your sins are as crimson, I will make them as white as snow. That is the God that we serve, church. That's the God that we serve. See, we have to start believing the word of God for our lives, letting the word of God feed our spirit, speak into our lives. There's so much junk out there. Can you say Amen. Man, there's so many voices. The Bible says there are so many voices in the air. 
There's so many things that want to speak into our heart and into our minds and to our spirit. And sometimes, why should we be surprised that we struggle with so many different things? What are we listening to? Who are we listening to? There's a time to just shut all that out. Look at the word of God. Seek God's word and promises for your life as a, as a worship team makes their way up. God's provision is manifested through faith. Faith and obedience open the door for this widow to receive her miracle. See, in this series, all this month, we've been blessed and reminded that despite all the change that is taking place in, around us, and how many know the world is changing so fast, so many things are transpiring all around us that God does not change. That as he's loved us from the beginning, he still loves us today. As he's desired to forgive us and work in our lives, he still desires to do that today. He is as he always has been. He's been our deliverer. Thank you, Jesus. His timing, as Brother Manny was mentioning and ministering on, his timing is always perfect. And as Pastor Bob followed in and, and preached on that, we will never forget all that he's done. And we can understand with all that, God, that God is our provider. God is our provider. He'll meet every need. He knew that you would be in this place tonight. Perhaps you, you, you sit in this place and you're far off from God and you've been living life according to your terms and you've rejected God perhaps in the past. God is even aware of that. And he understood that you're gonna, you were gonna need a sacrifice, a blood sacrifice, blood to be shed so that you could be forgiven. He understood that, he realized that, so he sent his son Jesus to die for you and I so that we can be forgiven. No matter what it is, church, God has a promise. Seasons change, but God doesn't. Thank you, Jesus. With every head bowed and every eye closed tonight,